This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Thank you. We we'll bless you. Thank you for this morning. Uh, even as we listen to your word, dear Holy Spirit, we ask that you alone would teach us your word in the name of Jesus Christ. That your word, oh God, that word that you want us to hear, that is what we will hear this morning. It will not be of me, but it will be of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Who can believe it? I think today is the last Sunday in June. June is already gone. This is half of the year already. Okay, I have a challenge for us before I start anything. Technical, please don't put this up. Who can tell me the scripture of the month for June? Dr. Bode is not in church today. That's his... Uh... <laughs> The scripture of the month for June. Dear Lala was, you are disqualified. <laughs> okay. Okay, what does it say? Is that correct? Another try. Oh, Lala was, you are disqualified, please. Okay, go ahead. She's part of the house, but... Uh, Moi. Philippians 4, um, verse 19. For my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's NKJV. put our hands together for her. Amen. Ah, she even added the version. NKJV. So please, uh, technically if you could put that scripture up. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all, all your needs according to to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Today I'm going to be talking about God our provider. God our provider. God our provider. You know, the whole of this month we've been dealing with this scripture and we'll be looking at the scripture. Pastor has preached several messages about it. Last Sunday he, you know, he preached a wonderful message. One of the things I remembered so much is that you should not be in you should not live other people's lives. Live your life. Be authentic. Be you. And uh, this morning I was talking to him. He said, I've been saying it for more than last Sunday. It's not just last Sunday. So if you just heard it last Sunday, maybe you've been walking around. But okay. <laughs> so today, um, if you look at what is happening in America, there's inflation. True or false? <laughs> there's inflation, no? And it's serious. Infl the inflation is serious. I went to Walmart the other day to buy Freon for my car. I used to get Freon for less than $15. Now Freon is $26 and yeah. I got a very long cable one time. One of these uh, cables that technical use. It's a very long extension. I still have it, multiple color, orange and white. I got it for less than $3. So I needed more. So I said, okay, let me go back. I got it a while back. Let me go back to get it. That cable is almost $20 right now. No kidding. There is inflation, serious inflation. Please, let me ask us, since inflation started, who has had a salary increase? The same money you were receiving back then before inflation is what you're still receiving. And you have to adjust your way of living 
to meet up with your needs, true or false? Great. If you're looking to buy a house now, <laughs> I laugh at you in Spanish. <laughs> ah, January, January this year, right? The rate was around 3% to buy a house. As we're talking right now, it's 6.5%. Yeah. Let me put that in context for you. If you were to buy a house of, say, 400000 or 500000 and your mortgage back then was supposed to be maybe 2200 2300 as of right now, you'll be paying about 3000 for mortgage. $700 extra every month. Inflation is taking over everywhere. But guess what? Inflation didn't start today. Scarcity didn't start today. It's been around a while back. And we're going to go into scriptures and we'll see where, we'll see examples of where scarcity came from. You know, uh, some people are trying to look for other means to meet up their needs, you know, to, to actually pad up things, to make sure they don't get kicked out of their house. Uh, but I want to let you know this morning that God is your provider. God is our provider. That's why I started with the scripture this morning that says, but my God shall supply all. So it inputs when there's no inflation, when there's surplus. No. Regardless of the times you're living in, you serve a God that is capable of supplying all of your needs, every one of your needs, according to his riches in glory. Uh, the foundation, the foundation for provision is revelation. That feels like a rhyme right there. The foundation for provision is revelation. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, why, why I say that. Let's go to uh, the book of Genesis chapter 17. And we're going to read from verse 1 to 4. Genesis chapter 17 from verse 1 to 4. Uh, if we can get NLT, please. The very old folks in, uh, in the faith, they are the ones that really use King James. I intentionally decided to pick on Dr. Bode today, but he's not in church. <laughs> Dr. Bode likes King James a lot. <laughs> he's online. Oh, Dr. Bode, you're online, sir. Thank you. Uh, the very old folks like them, Dr. Bode, they're the ones that use King James. <laughs> we new folks like my mama, our, the, the Gen Z... Please, let's, let's, do, let's do NLT. <laughs> All right. This is what it says. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. <laughs> ah. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. Let's go on. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. Take note of the scriptures. We're going to go back to it. At this, Abraham fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, the last verse, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. Abraham was a very old man at this point. Well, in today's time and age, he was a very old man. Back in the day, they could live up to 200 and thereabout, you know. Uh, I read Genesis sometimes and I see uh, when so-and-so was 440 something years old, he gave birth to so-and-so. 
my bro, a 440 something years old, you're still giving birth. <laughs> you know, but these days, if you do up to 120, we celebrate the goodness of God in your life. Honestly. So at 99, God appeared to Abraham. 90, you know, God appeared to Abraham and said, Serve me blamelessly. First of all, he said, I am God Almighty. And I, I looked up some other uh, synonyms for God Almighty. And uh, some of the ones I found is, he's God all-powerful, right? He's God all-sufficient. He said, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make you a father of many nations. So God revealed himself to Abraham first to give him his promises. So that's why I said the foundation for provision is revelation. You know, God has to reveal to you one way or the other, either he meets with you, he speaks to somebody, and the person says, this is what God wants for you at this point in time. One way or the other, you have to know that if you want to be in the place of provision, God has to reveal himself to you and tell you where you need to be at a particular time. Right? And I want us to also remember that we are heirs to this Abrahamic covenant. If you read uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, it says, and now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. So just as God promised Abraham in Genesis chapter 17, those promises still belong to you as a Christian. Praise the Lord. I have a few points here. And one of them says, God is our source. God is our source. In the case of Abraham, you were able to see that God actually did speak to Abraham. And he told Abraham, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. In Abraham's life, at the point, it was God that revealed to him and told him, please, leave your father's house and your mother's house and keep going to a land that I will show you. Just pack all your things and start leaving. If you hear God today and God says, pack everything you're doing right now, let's even say God makes it specific and says, uh, who? I just want to pick on somebody. Let me pick on my choir members. Uh, Ade, God tells you this morning and says, Ade, my son, Father, here I am, speak to me. And uh, God says, pack all your things. Start heading to the east, the eastern part of the world. Keep going. I will tell you when to stop. How many of us would truly obey God? Wow. Nobody raised their hands. <laughs> the only person <laughs> okay Susie did as well yeah you will see that it is difficult but Abraham Abraham knew the God he was serving so when God told him hey pack your things and leave he knew that okay God has good plans for me right that's why he was able to move God is our source and Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says it very well that God shall supply all our needs according to his riches in glory. Let's look at Genesis chapter 12 from verse, 1, from verse 1 to 3, please. This was the part where God also instructed Abraham. Let's, let's look at it in the scripture. The Lord said to him, to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. Keep going. I will make you into a great nation. Again, God is reaffirming the promise. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. 
verse 3 I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who treat you with contempt all the families of the earth will be blessed through you let me tell us a story I've told a couple of people this story my coming to San Antonio was a it was a very wonderful experience for me now I used to live in Florida I came to came to the US in 2012 and I was in Florida with my family up until 2015 and uh, I got to a point in my life where I knew okay it is time for me to leave where I was a small town called Gainesville pastor knows the place I think he was supposed to go do something in the University of Florida very small town and I was praying I'm like Lord what do I do where do I go I knew it was time I started exploring other options, uh, Houston, Dallas. I didn't even know there was somewhere called San Antonio. When you hear Texas, the first thing you hear is Houston and Dallas, maybe Austin. I had a family friend in, not a family friend, a pastor back then. She lives in Dallas. She moved to Dallas. She was my pastor in Gainesville. So I told her, I said, Mommy, it is time for me to leave, San, uh, to leave uh, Gainesville. Ah, don't worry. When it's time, just let me know. Just come. I have a three or four bedroom. And uh, you can live in one of them until you find your feet and then you can move out. I said, okay, very good. So when I started the prayers, I called. I'm like, ah, mommy, it's time. Well, I need to come home. She's like, I'm very sorry, Joshua. If you had called me two weeks ago, it would have been possible. But a nurse where I worked actually took the last bedroom available. So there's no space for you. Okay, I have a cousin in Houston. I called my cousin. I'm like, bro, I, I want to come to Texas. And I think I like Houston. What do you think? Oh, uh, just go on uh, apartments.com or Craigslist and look for apartments. Aren't you going to help a brother here? <laughs> At least look for something for me. Let me get situated and then. But then he drove me back to the place of prayer. Right? And I started praying. I'm like, Lord, <laughs> every door I turn to, they're getting closed. What do you want me to do? I know it's time. And I had a dream. And I had this man talking to me, telling me all kinds of stories. All kinds of stories. And the last thing he said was, if you forget everything I've told you now, don't forget San Antonio. When I heard San Antonio initially, I thought it was in California. So I woke up, and truly, truly, I didn't remember one thing the man said, but the word. So I went online and I googled San Antonio. I saw San Antonio was in Texas. Who do I know in San Antonio? Nobody. I went on Craigslist. I looked for an apartment. Somebody said, oh, they wanted to give out the apartment. Uh, you can come take over the lease and then so and so forth. And I drove all the way down from Gainesville, Florida. I packed everything I had in my father's house. Every, I didn't leave one thing. I packed everything, put it in my... 1999 Toyota Camry. Pastor remembers that Camry. Gold color. <laughs> I won't forget it. I drove from Florida with $150 in my pocket. I filled my car with about $100. In fact, how I will pay that person that wants to give the apartment, I don't know. Well, they said they were going to give one month free for rent. So I'm like, okay, before one month, I will get situated. Everything will be okay. I drove down. I met the lady. The apartment people were like, oh, uh, this is not going to work for you. Uh, it's going to take about five days before we get situated. We need to do background check and all those stuff. Okay. Joshua, you're officially homeless. 
the next five days you probably have to sleep in your car and the lady looked at me and said while they're doing that I don't stay in the apartment anymore it was a student apartment I already moved my things to my mother's house why don't you stay in the place for five days long story short that lady paid my rent for two months free as we're talking I don't even know her name I don't know her I don't know anything about that lady anymore she was in UTSA and here I am today just because of the word of God pack your things and leave God is our source God is our source just like Abraham God told him to leave and that's the reason we're all sitting here today as Christians we're all from Abraham's lineage Jesus was from Abraham's lineage because he obeyed the word of God praise the Lord ah when one door closes I want you to know that another door opens when God opens God is your source right now when COVID came some people lost their jobs others gained better jobs if you're watching the news you will hear that Elon Musk just fired a couple of people because he told them to come to the office the ones that refused to come he said well you can go home go and look for another job when one door closes God will definitely open another door for you because he's your source what you're doing now that is giving you money I want you to know that it is just a channel it is not the source channels do close that's why you will see small lakes dry up but guess what have you ever heard that the Atlantic Ocean got dried up it, it will never dry up it feeds other little streams and those streams can dry up but guess what while those streams are drying up it doesn't mean that it's still not feeding other people other channels are opening up but let's look at the scripture let's look at um, the book of 1st Kings chapter 17 from verse 2 to 4 1st Kings 17 2 to 4 then the Lord said to Elijah I like this one very much I keep going go to the east and hide by the brook I'll leave that one for the English people near where it enters the Jordan River drink from the brook and eat that eat what the raven brings you for I have commanded them to bring you food real quick let's pause here I don't know if it was pastor that said it or somebody mentioned it that the raven was a very stingy bird I had to look it up myself the raven if you want to define greedy yes and it's not just with birds but with everything under the surface of the earth the raven doesn't pick its choice of food it can eat anything anything and it eats anything he doesn't even share with his own fellow ravens but God told the raven to feed Elijah let's keep going please uh, verse 4 verse 4 please okay drink from the brook and eat what the raven brings you for I have commanded them to bring you food yeah so the raven fed Elijah within the period of time that Elijah was there I told you channels do change right we're going to read uh, that's the next one right let's read verse 8 to 12 please 
Let's go to verse 8. For the period of time that God wanted the raven to feed Elijah, he told Elijah, stay here, the raven will feed you. If Elijah hadn't gone to that brook, God made his provision somewhere. If he stayed inside the town, inside the city, he wouldn't have gotten fed. So, I have a question for us today. Are you in the place where God has made your provision? In verse 8, it says, And God said to Elijah, again, verse 9, please, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow to feed you. Your channel might be dried up. That might be why you're struggling. God told Elijah, see, you better leave this place. Oh. Maybe the raven has been complaining to God, when is this thing going to stop? The food I'm supposed to be eating, you're telling me to go and give it to Elijah. And God made another provision, but not in the same place where the raven was feeding Elijah. God told him, take your things and leave. Go to a village. I have instructed somebody you see how I said you have to have a revelation. This is God talking to Elijah and telling Elijah, move here, move there, move here, move there. At every point in time, if you are living life blindly in America, <laughs> you're not maximizing your potential. You are absolutely not maximizing your potential. You cannot live in today's day and age without the revelation of where God wants you to be. You can't. Where you are now, you think you're okay. Everything is fine. I think I'm good. But is that really where God wants you to be? Is that where God wants you to be? Another story. Now, when I came in 2015, I came to this church right away. And I was trying to get my degree. I was really pushing. Things were hard. Things were tough. Things were tough. Pastor will always be like, Joshua, are you still hustling? <laughs> yes, I'm hustling. <laughs> we got to pay the bills. <laughs> In 2019, when I was approaching my graduation, I started praying. I'm like, Lord, where do you want me to go? Where? I graduated as a computer engineer. Look at San Antonio. San Antonio is mainly USA, the Air Force, the military, the hospital. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> you don't have Dell here. You don't have Microsoft. You don't have some of those very nice companies. So I was praying. I'm like, Lord, where do you really want me to be? Because as is looking right now, I don't think San Antonio is the place for me anymore. <laughs> ah, that was back then in 2019, Mama. Ah, <laughs> things were tough, and I kept telling my mom, I'm like, it looks like when I finish, I'll go to Dallas. So. But my mom kept asking me one question. Has God told you to move? I said, this woman, this is why sometimes when God tells you revelations, keep it to yourself. Don't tell the ladies in your life. If you do, they will hold that. I don't want to say against you. But every time you want to make a wrong move, they will hold you to it. That it's a good thing to tell the ladies in your life, please. Us men were very spontaneous being. Oh, if they tell us it's happening in Dallas today, we can pick up ourselves the next day and you're leaving. But the wife will tell you, 
way. Have you really thought about this? Those of you single men and you're up to the age of marriage, I pray for you that God will do your own <laughs> like he did my own. <laughs> marriage is sweet. That's my wife right there. <laughs> marriage is beautiful. So, my mom was like, has God told you to move? I said, no. She said, have you prayed? I said, I'm praying. I've not had anything. I'm praying. I've not had anything. That's it. Be still and know that I am God. I waited. I, 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 I decided to wait. I'm like, okay. I will wait. I will wait. The same me saying, it's only USA that you have in San Antonio. <laughs> it's only this one you have in San Antonio. <laughs> It was the same places that I felt like I won't be needed. Those were the places that God used in blessing my life. Those were the places that God used in blessing my life. Just like Elijah, I guess God was saying, sit, relax. I have provided for you in San Antonio. Here, here is the place. Where is the place that God has provided for you? If you're still struggling to make ends meet, I believe you probably need to pray and ask God, where do you really want me to be? What do you want me to do? What is it that you want me to do? There are lots of things going on today. You know, people are taking certifications. People are getting jobs. Some people are taking the same certification that other people took. It's not working for them. It is not. See, you need to ask God where your place is. Pastor was talking in workers' meeting today that in Splunk you can make ninety dollars easy. I've tried to read Splunk, oh Pastor. <laughs> I have tried though. <laughs> Every time I open it, I'm like, "What, Joshua? Face the one you know. <laughs> God has called you to do your own. Please do it." Don't look at what somebody else is doing to say, ah, let me have that one and add it to it. If God gives me the grace to study Splunk, I will study it and know it. But for now, the grace is not available. <laughs> There's no grace for Splunk in my life right now. <laughs> so, honestly, where has God placed your provision? Where? Where has he placed your channel to bless you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Now that we've heard all these things, God is our source. God is the channel and all those stuff. What is our response today? First off, you need to have the right mindset. You need to have the right mindset. Get your confessions right. In the book of Job, chapter 22, verse 29, and I'll go back to King James because I like the way King James put it. It says... When men are cast down, thou shalt say, thou shalt say. When men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is a lifting up. <laughs> I will share my testimony maybe in December or in January. 
There's inflation, there's inflation, there's inflation. People are still buying stuff. Oh. There's inflation, there's inflation. Life is hard. People are buying houses. 6%, go check. People are still buying houses with 6%. Your confessions, you have to get it right. You cannot confess the negative things you see around you. Your confession has to be positive. You have to keep saying it until you see it manifest in your life. It says when men say there's a casting down, then you say. Do you know you can speak to your life and things will happen immediately? Huh. Let me tell you. Three days ago, is it two or three days ago, I was having a very severe headache. Normally when I have headaches like that, I go to bed and I wake up and I'm fine. I hate medications. Sometimes I have to, but I completely hate it. <laughs> so that, that um, evening, I went to bed. And at about four in the morning, I woke up. It looked like the headache multiplied itself instead of it to go down. <laughs> I just woke up and I said, you headache. It's enough. I'm done. Get out now. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning. The headache was gone. Completely gone. The power of your words. God has given each and every one of us power in our tongue. So you need to keep saying it. You need to keep prophesying it. There's shooting everywhere. Don't be scared. Send your children to school. But prophesy over their lives. No evil shall come near you. There's one prayer I pray every morning. Ah, the word of God says, the blessings of God, they are new every morning. David said it. The same David said, many are the troubles in a day. So just as there are blessings in the day, there are a lot of troubles in that day. I pray every morning, Lord, I will be a partaker of the blessing of today. The troubles of today will not come near my dwelling. Every single morning. Once I caught a hold of that scripture, ah, every morning, I don't joke with it. Every morning, it, it's a routine. The, the blessings of today, they are mine. The troubles of today, they are far away from me. Praise the Lord. So, we say you need to get your confessions right. The second point I have here is you need to groom your gifts. What is it that God has given to you? It is not. You need, you need to groom your gifts. Your job and your work, they're two different things. We've heard that several times. Jesus says, I must do the work of he that sent me while it is day. There's a work that God has given to you. The word of God says the gift of a man make it a way for him. You have a gift. You have something inside of you that God has deposited. Please and please, I beg you, develop it. Be good at what you do. Be good at what you do. There's a scripture in Proverbs that I, um, that I want us to, uh, to look at. It says, do you see a skilled do you see someone skilled in their work? 
they will serve before kings they will not serve before officials <laughs> thank you man cs that a man diligent what you have if you're good at it people will demand for it and when they demand for it they will pay you for what you have you are sitting on a gold mine it's okay keep doing your job keep doing nine to five but you see that gift inside of you keep grooming that gift keep grooming that gift if you're very good at it people will just come naturally people will rush to you naturally praise the lord praise the lord the other one i have is use the resources around you we've talked about this several times over and over and over and over and over again use the resources that you have around you <laughs> when i was when i was preparing this a scripture came to mind that man that was by the brook that you know they have to stir the brook and then they will put them inside when the brook is stirred, when the angel comes to stir the brook they'll put them inside and then they'll be healed now if you have people around you but you don't ask for help nobody nobody will help you this is america people have busy lives except god specially tells somebody my son my son call this person and help them people will keep living their lives you have to ask for help you can't just keep quiet and just sit down and just hope that somebody will walk up to you and tell you oh this is what you need to do people are getting blessed around us i, I was telling somebody recently I say I sense that God is stirring the river of prosperity in this church. There's been a shift of late. There's been a serious shift of late. Pastor, I still remember that message when Pastor preached and said, God will take people, that people will take off like a rocket. And a lot of people have taken off. Oh. You are just not seeing it. <laughs> because they don't drive Benz does not mean they've not taken off. People are acquiring real estate in this in this church. If you talk to people, you will know that ah, this brother that I see very humble, just coming wearing their stuff. God has blessed people in this church. Ask them how God has blessed them. Ask them how they can be of help to you. What can I learn from you? Not ask them for money. Oh. <laughs> You, you, will, you will finish the money. You will spend it. You will finish the money. Ask them how you yourself can make money. How has God helped them and how can they teach you what they have learned? I am a living testimony. Me, I'm a living testimony. Brother Wale was the person I ran to and like, Brother Wale, you got to help me. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Brother Wale was like, sit down. I will teach you. And he did. And once he taught me, I took what he taught me Fume. that was it please talk to people talk to people around you praise the Lord praise the Lord constantly improve yourself constantly improve yourself I, I won't talk much on that uh, recognize opportunities and seize the moment opportunities don't last though opportunities they don't last Someone explained it very well to me. It says opportunities are like elevators. When it's open, if you don't get in, it's going to get closed and off it goes. 
So when you recognize, when you see opportunities around you, be able to recognize them and take advantage of those opportunities. Opportunities might also look like problems. Look at Joseph. He was sold out and he was put in prison. Joseph would probably be telling himself, or maybe some other people would have been like, it's Potiphar's wife, he's, he's Oga's wife, is the boss's wife. She won't tell the boss. Nobody will find out. Any slave that wants to misbehave and wants to go tell the boss, she will fire the person and the person is gone. So I can keep enjoying myself. The boss will not know. But Joseph refused. Joseph refused what looked like an opportunity. And what looked like a problem to him going to prison became his opportunity. So sometimes it might come like problems. If you look at the richest people in this world, there's one thing common with all of them. They solved problems. They solved problems. That's one thing common with, just keep naming them, I'll tell you the problems that they've solved. That's what, that's what makes them money, you know. Joseph saw what he did, what, what, what was happening at that time, and he went to prison, and we all know the rest of the story. So opportunities might look like problems, but please, uh, let's always recognize them. Opportunities will always lift you to your next level. One more thing I wanted to talk about before I leave today. Uh, we talk about having a revelation, being able to know. See, the word of God says, my sheep, they know my voice. If you do not have a relationship with God, you will not know when he's speaking to you. You have to be able to have a relationship with him to know his voice. If you will succeed, provision, and provision doesn't just mean financial provision. There's security, there's health, all, anything you can think of falls under provision. So if you, if you don't have a relationship with this God that we're talking about, there's no way you will be able to know that this is where he wants you to go. And that is the most important thing today, having a relationship with him and knowing his voice. It's not enough to come to church every Sunday and show up for whatever meetings that we have. You need to have a personal relationship with God. It's not enough to be a worker in church. It's not enough. As you're working for God, he also wants your heart. He wants to have a relationship with you. So this morning, please, if you don't have a relationship with God, forget about every other person or your life is personal. Can you just come forward and our pastor will pray for us this morning. If you need a relationship with God to be able to know his voice, can you just step forward? And, uh... We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.